0: Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 104 107. Kathimo Sasana on SAFM.
1: One of the issues that has come up over the past couple of weeks, again, it's certainly not the first time that it has come up, have been complaints about uh, companies in the trucking industry that are employing uh, foreign drivers who do not have the appropriate documents to be in the country, but also who do not have the necessary permits to be driving uh, on the country's roads. Anu Mare is managing director of Innovative Learning Solutions. Mr. Murray, good morning to you and thank you for your time today.
2: Good morning, thank you for having me.
1: It is always a hot subject when we look at the truck and freight industry, and the allegations mostly would be coming from organisations representing South African drivers who believe that um, there are foreign drivers or non-nationals who are being hired on an illegal basis, that they're being given preferences, um, and. That is coming at the expense of South African jobs. It seems as that government is starting to investigate and take these allegations a lot more seriously than they have before. Is that the the impression that you are getting?
2: So definitely, I think it's great that government is actually starting to investigate this. Um, I think to keep South Africans employed is should be our our main concern when it comes to growing our, our own economy and as our unemployment rate is sitting on the highest in history and one of the highest in the world it's definitely something that we should give um attention to not just in truck driving but all over the, the, the business sector
1: why do you think it is something that has been left unattended for so long um and i ask that knowing that over the last two to three years We've had a number of shutdowns that have been uh, coming out of the the truck and the freight industry, with some organizations raising this as an issue, complaining about permits, complaining about illegal documents, but um, that didn't seem to uh, be taken very seriously.
2: I think there's more than one side to it. I think, yes, there's definitely a... Side where certain uh, truck companies or, or transport companies, we're not saying all of them, I mean there's very good tra- transport companies out there, mm. um, I found a way to be more cost-effective by employing people outside of the country and being able to pay them less. So I think that's one of the problems that we are facing, but I think that's actually what the clampdown is about more than anything else. I think a different side of it to look at is that South Africa has been growing exponentially when it comes to uh, road freight, seeing as we do about 95% of our uh, transport of goods via road. Um, And we are also the import and export hub of sub-Saharan Africa. So I think when you take a truck and it has to drive all the way to the DLC, um, it's difficult to put any driver on there. They need to know the conditions going that way. And vice versa as well. Um, I think it's very important that these truck drivers do, must and must definitely adhere to law. So they have to be um, uh, licensed and they have to have the right permits and they have to be able to be able to work in South Africa. So I think that gives us um, a, 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 a dynamic to that side as well. But I think where truck drivers only run within South Africa, there's basically no excuse. So we have a lot of truck drivers. I think one of the problems that we're facing is not a number of truck drivers, but rather a number of uh, the, uh, a number of skills that we have under our truck drivers. So there's a big difference between a truck driver that's somebody that's got a Code 14 license and has passed this license and a good truck driver. I think uh, credit should also be given where credit is due. So a very good truck driver with experience and that has done this for some time, Um, It's easily explained, if if we can put it this way. You take a truck and you look at a truck that's fully loaded, you're looking at about 58 tons that is being conveyed down a highway, and you can actually compare this with a missile going down a highway. And if it's carrying something like fuel more than it, closer to something, than a very serious explosion that will happen when something goes wrong and the truck driver doesn't have the necessary skills to handle this truck. And the problem that we are seeing um, being a part of innovative learning solutions and also innovative staffing solutions, which is one of the larger employers of truck drivers in South Africa, um, is that there's a a gap at the moment. So most of our truck drivers are elderly people, so starting from about 48 upwards. And Mm -hmm. then you have this new generation of truck drivers that are now trying to get into the market. But a lot of the insurance are only insuring people that's got five years' experience and is above the age of 35. So how do we build people to have the necessary experience if we have to look at that and say that a truck's not insured if they're not driven by the right concerns of truck drivers? And that's why Innovative Learning Solutions is at this moment running such big campaigns and assistance for truck drivers to actually get the necessary skills and so forth to be able to to work on this and we are busy partnering up with a major um insurance house to ensure that that insurance house will recognize or is it, does already recognize the training and the skills development that we are doing so that we can start closing that gap and and help these uh, trucking companies to get the necessary skills that they need
1: i know it, it seems to me that it, it, Part of it comes down to what is categorized as specialized skills that can fall under what is allowed in, in as far as getting labor from non-nationals is concerned and what would apply for South Africans. Is there clarity on what are considered to be specialized skills for truck drivers in the truck and freight industry? Well, I
2: don't think in the past that it's been such a worry for us. I think the epidemic has actually showed us that we need to actually publicize what's going on in the industry and that's why we've been running so hard. I mean, I myself have been doing interviews on a weekly basis trying to inform and educate people. We've been running massive marketing campaigns trying to inform truck drivers and people that want to get into the industry that they actually need to upskill. Um we've been trying to educate trucking companies that um, employing people from uh, outside the borders is not the way to go. So we've been working hard to, to try and educate, but we, that's why we thank people like you from the media that's actually assisting us with it, With this, showing that there's a really big problem on the loose at the moment. You know, if it's for a truck driver, somebody sitting in Sandton, for instance, I don't think they always understand, but when they go and buy a bar of soap, to be able to have a shower tonight, um, it's actually a truck driver that ensures that that valve soap is in the shop where they bought it. Um, it's it's an a entire supply chain, and, and the most intricate part of that supply chain is the truck driver that transports the goods to that shop. So I think it's a very uncreated uh, position. I don't think people take them as seriously as they need to be. So we are definitely on a campaign and actually on a rampage to ensure that these truck drivers start getting the the credit that they need in our country to show how important they are. And driving a truck is definitely a specialist position. I mean, if your car slips on a on a wet road, it's quite easy to correct and it's just your car and it's a it's it's four tires. Um if a super lean truck starts slipping, it is something that can potentially cause fatalities um on a large scale and that's what we need to understand that the truck driver is not just a truck driver. Trucks are about somebody that's on the road almost 24 hours a day, sure, sure. stays away from their family to ensure that we can have the goods that we need inside our houses.
1: Anu, I'm going to continue our conversation after this break
0: on SAFM.
1: We continue the conversation on the talking point, and we're focusing on what has been described as a crackdown on um, non-nationals. Those are drivers uh, in the country that have illegal documents, or even that have been uh, given. Uh, permits, but those permits are not being are not in good standing. so anu, I think that this is a good area for you to explain to us what the issue with these permits is. The argument often from South African drivers is that the permits that some of the non-nationals are using are not the same as what they require in order to be able to be drivers.
2: Look, a a part of that is true. Um, If you have to start driving in the USA, for instance, whether it's now commercially or privately, um, then at the end of the day, you will need certain papers. Those papers might not be the same as South Africa's, but um, you will still be allowed to drive legally within that country with certain papers. I think that's, again, where it comes down to uh, people need to also understand that there are laws and bylaws that, that needs to be followed. Um, we have seen a lot of falsification of permits. I think it's a huge problem, and I think it's a problem that needs to be clamped downer. Um, I think that uh, we also need to ensure that uh, as, as employers that we actually go through. I think that's where innovative learning solutions has become so strict. Part of our assessment and a grading criteria is to actually do a comprehensive check on every single driver that we employ, whether it's nationally or internationally. Um, we've gone out on a campaign stating that uh, we will not be employing any foreign nationals anymore, and we will not even bet them anymore, um, except in cases where they will be driving them outside of our borders, but even on South African drivers, we've been finding a lot of uh, falsified paperwork, um, licenses that, were, that have been bought and so mm. forth. So I think it's a problem that's not just with foreign drivers, to be fair, but also with national drivers. Um, it's easy to buy a license if you if you go and look at uh, what's been going on on the corruption side of our country, and, and it's a sad thing to say, but that's true. That's why I say there's a very big difference between somebody that can actually drive a truck and has the experience to drive this truck and just somebody has a code 14 license you can't Mm -hmm. entrust a load of food which is worth five or six million rand just into anybody's hands and that's why the skill side of truck drivers i think is even more important than um uh, the 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 foreign driver problem we have at the moment i think people are out of des- out of desperateness resolving to different uh, matters whether they are correct or incorrect um only the law can can say that but i think if we start concentrating on skills get it- people to invest more into the skills of their drivers, then we will see it turn around in the market quite fast. Mm. I think people are just not looking at the skills of these drivers. We all want to complain and say that people are taking our positions, but we also don't want to upskill ourselves to be able to fill these positions. So we're sitting in a bit of a catch-22 at the moment.
1: Anu, how widespread are these? Uh, is the distribution and the issuing of these illegal permits and, and licenses. So so it, when we're talking licenses, I'm assuming it's uh, the licenses that you get from your licensing departments. Where do the permits come from?
2: Look, all of it comes from the licensing
1: department. So okay. um, the truck in
2: South Africa will be a cup, depending on what they drive. So you have your normal Code 14 license, that's like having your driver's license to drive a truck. Then you have your PDP, which is your professional driver's permit, so you may also need that to have a truck. But if you drive dangerous goods, you need your dangerous goods, uh, your license to convey dangerous goods, or hazardous chemicals, you need your chem licensing, and, and so forth and so forth. But these are all the skills that I'm talking about, because to be able to to convey these goods, actually to exchange and courses that you need to complete, which are get our um, and, and that's where the problem now comes in. Now we have drivers that, are, that need these skills, and I think employers and drivers alike need to understand that they need these qualifications to be able to do this. Nobody can ever excuse the fact that there are people that are doing it illegally and mm-hmm. I hope that they get clamped on very hard and be dealt with on the harshest facts that the law can. But we also need to understand that um, companies need to to be sustainable and they need to go forward. And as long as they do it legally, that's that's their way of doing it. We need to assist these companies, but I also think that these companies should start spending more and uh, concentrating more on developing the skills of these employees that they need so much. Because a company, at the end of the day, is only as good as its employees that that, that they keep in good. Good landing.
1: All right. Let me go to Lerotodi. Lerotodi, you are a truck driver. Good morning.
0: Hello, yeah, hello so Lerotodi. Uh, hello, Katia. Can oh, you can hear Oh,
1: yes, I can hear you now.
0: Yeah, I'm mean, in yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm going to find out. Uh, let me tell you guys that, uh, no, we have enough drivers in South Africa. There's nothing skill which we have to be educated or what. We are South African drivers. We go anywhere inside Africa. What we are saying as truck drivers, we are saying foreign drivers, they must go to the country and drive their own trucks to come and load in South Africa, not to drive our trucks in South Africa. We don't have a problem with them coming to South Africa driving their own country's truck. What we are saying, we, want, we don't want to see any foreigners driving a GP trucks. That's our truck. We go to them, uh, in Zambia. I've been offloading in Vindhuk, Namibia, I've been in Botswana, everywhere. So now, this thing of South African drivers, they cannot go to Jersey, they cannot go in. It's not true. We go anywhere. So now, uh, we want the day from government, the day and the month, it will be the last day of foreign drivers to step, to go away from our trucks. That is Lero, what we want. Told you, Why? Yeah, Cathy? Why? No, no, this is a, we, we are South Africans. this is our job. We cannot have the government say our jobs can be taken away by foreigners, when South Africans, most of us, we are not working. So this thing of permit.
1: I'm yes. going to ask you to hold on. Just okay. take okay. a deep breath. Hold on. It's 10:30. I'm going to the news headlines. We'll continue with you uh, after the latest headlines with Anne Musa and good morning. <laughs> All right. We're going to continue the conversation. Then looking at um, this crackdown by government on the uh, truck and freight industry, particularly looking at the illegal permits that have been issued. Um, in that industry, part of which uh, some of them are illegal permits issued to South African drivers, others have been issued to non nationals in this country. So, uh, Lerotodi, who's a truck driver, is still on the line. Anu Mare is the managing director of Innovative Learning Solutions. Before I go back to Lerotodi, Anu, I just want to give you a chance uh, to respond to what Lerotodi was saying. I mean, do you think that it is a fair ask for somebody like him? who is a South African driver, to say that they absolutely do not want to see any non-nationals who drive trucks in this country?
2: Look, with all due respect, um, I mean, we can hear that this specific driver is very passionate and actually angry about what's going on. Um, and we can't get angry and we can't judge that. I mean, we have people that are sitting at home and they want to feed their families. And I think when that happens, a lot of emotions goes into this. Um, Is the statement he's making 100% fair? It's not for me to judge at the end of the day. I do understand what he's saying. But I also need to, people to understand that we can't expect that being the import and export hub of Africa... <coughs> that um, we can only expect that South Africans are allowed to drive this. What about people sending trucks from the DRC coming into South Africa and then going to the DRC back and vice versa again? Now you have a South African company employing South African drivers and they need to export goods to, say, Zambia. What do we do when the Zambian government says, well, we're not allowing South African drivers anymore. You're allowed to drive a truck to our border. Then you leave the truck in a Zambian driver and you should take the truck further. Um, uh, in, a, in a practical view, it can't work. I mean, it would be the perfect world, but it can't work. I think we need to just clamp down on ensuring that the people that are actually doing this are doing it legally. That South African companies that are exporting um, are using South African drivers, and that we keep our relations good with the countries where we need to export. But if they have to move and start constructing Uh, ports in other countries, then we will lose thousands and millions of positions within our country, and our economy will get hurt even further. But I definitely get where this driver's coming from. I think it's become such a passionate position now. I think it's a position that's been abused, and people have lost jobs due to uh, lesser-paid foreign drivers. I think that is absolutely wrong, and there I totally agree with this driver. I just think that we also need to understand that as we want our drivers to be able to drive in other countries and, and do their job that they are being paid for, it goes both ways. That's how international markets work and international um, uh, relations work at the end of the day. So we want we want fairness uh, uh, to, to go ahead, um, not fighting. I mean, uh, we've seen in the last couple of months that many foreign nationals have now um, withdrawn from South Africa stating that they won't drive here anymore and all of a sudden a lot of fuel imports are being done from by not like it used to be in South Africa so we are actually losing millions in revenue and that is actually also um, giving way to more truck drivers losing their positions mm,
1: Okay, Lerotodi let me come back to you
2: That's it? Yes uh, What I
0: see here is uh, maybe a problem of not understanding because you are not on the field. Me, I'm on the ground. I understand everything. No, I was in Zambia. You know, in Zambia and in Namibia, they don't take foreign drivers. They don't employ foreigners. But thousands of Zambian trucks that always enter in South Africa with the Zambian drivers. We don't have a problem with that. Thousands of Namibian trucks that enter into South Africa with Namibian drivers. We don't have a problem with that because they come and collect the stuff and go back to that country. We're not... We are not having a problem with that. So, even us, when I'm driving GT2 or Florida in Lusaka, they don't have a problem with me because I'm having a South African truck to deliver the goods even in Congo. So, there's no problem. As long as everybody's driving their truck from their country, no problem inside. it. I've been traveling for a while. So, now, I think the problem is not understanding. Since I explained to you, I think you will understand the cut. So, now... Let me to, to get to my another point which I was raising for the, you know, maybe very is for this one. You just to, I think he must go and attend it. We are saying we expect drivers. We are saying this government cannot take a step. We are giving them from now until January only. But February we take a step. We are saying we don't want to work any campaign under the agent. The agent must sh- shut down. Because we have seen this agent company that are run by the politician and again this agent company that are not registering us in bargaining Council. We mm-hmm. cannot allow a South African driver to drive a truck without being registered in bargaining Council so that we can have the money after retirement. So now all big companies which we, we know that we have, we have a list here, Kathy, where the companies who that are working under under the agent. Okay. We are going to, to take them on the street by September if they cannot prepare themselves okay. to, to withdraw our drivers from the agents. We are okay. coming
1: there. All right, Toddy. Yeah. I think I've given you enough of a fair hearing. Toddy. he's a truck driver out on the road in Harry Smith this morning. Colin, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good morning, Colin. Thanks for holding as long as yes. you have been. Hello.
3: <laughs> good morning, Cathy. Good morning, <laughs> morning. your guest. Morning, good uh, morning. Cathy, I want to ask your guest a uh, question. Um, say for argument's sake i got a code 14 ok I want to become a, uh, a truck driver now mm. do I get retested or do I? is that code 14 good enough to tell the employer I'm a, I'm a good truck driver because Kathy practically every morning you can switch over any station on the radio when you have a road report Rob Burns, RSG even KFM you hear yeah, trucks are overturned, they've lost their loads. The other day fish oil cement and even cattle, you know, things like that. Now are these people trained to pack or check who checks the trucks to see if it's not loaded one side or is it too heavy or mm-hmm. or, 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 or 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 too much weight in front and no weight? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. how how come they losing their loads? daily. Listen to Rob Burns. I'm sure every, at least tomorrow year, a truck has lost its load. Now, Mm. paint. Imagine that paint all over the road. What what does it do in the the morning hours of traffic? People are late for work. It causes accidents. Money has been wasted uh, because the driver did not check his truck or he is not tied down, strapped down properly or whatever. Now, I would love to know who. Train those people to check okay. because it's, it's very bad. Kathy. Every mm. week or sometimes every day, a, a truck lost its load. A truck lost its load.
1: Yeah. So, All right. All right, Colin. Thank Thanks you. for that call. Anu, I've got 30 seconds for you to respond to Colin.
3: Uh, thank you so much,
2: Colin. Thanks for the question. I think it's a very viable question. I think every single place where you load has got their own loading procedures, and they can't just blame this on the drivers once again. If you look at certain uh, companies, they have their own structures that actually straps strap the loads in and the drivers aren't allowed close to the loads to ensure that there's no theft and other safety hazards that goes onto that. So I don't think every single thing that happens with a truck can be blamed on a driver. Um yes, we do okay. have drivers that make mistakes, but there's a lot of cars that also make mistakes. Um, I wonder if we look at that and we see how many trucks actually <laughs> load the last or the sudden breaking of a we we've, we've,
1: yes. we've, we've run out of time. Like I said, thirty seconds. So We're going to have to leave it there.